G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And Mike, we are in the year of 2022. We had New Year's the other day. Mm-hmm. We spent it listening to ESC 250, didn't we? Now a tradition for us. Yes. Yes. So bit of fireworks action, action as well. A little bit here in Brisbane. There wasn't too much, actually. <laughs> oh, it was just a bit further away from where we normally are, but it was good. It was good. We'll talk about ESC 250 a little later in the show, of course, but we're going to mainly focus on Albania. Uh, Mike, it was um, Festivalia Kungus this week, the three-night spectacular. What do you think of the show overall? Um, oh, it's funny you should mention that. I have to say it was a good show. I just felt it lacked impact this year compared to perhaps a few previous years. It was almost like it was dialed down a little bit. So, yeah, I don't know. It's still a good show, uh, but I just don't think it had the spectacular that it, it's had in previous years. I'm not sure why. There was it was the sixtieth anniversary of the the festival, and there was a lot of nostalgia for it. There was a whole night dedicated to recognizing artists, mm-hmm. so it kind of had a dual kind of purpose. I felt so, therefore, yeah. Look, I guess there wasn't as much carry on, but it did feel tighter on time. It started on time. It didn't feel crazy long the grand final finished early yeah like it this is very <laughs> unthick like exactly and, i mean also i would i would put it down to like some of the uh entries didn't have as many bells and whistles a lot a lot of the songs had dances not a lot of the songs really had the sort of you know the showbiz that we've seen in in previous years so i don't know as i say i don't know why it just seemed a little subdued to me i thought the top two were so far in front of everybody else that everyone else kind of behind was someone who would normally come eighth or ninth or tenth in another year mm-hmm. but was coming third fourth fifth because there was just a big gulf between you know the, the top two there. i also have to say i didn't like the stage design the half and half stage you had half the stage being full leds and then you had a half of the stage being like a portal with the orchestra sat there so mm. it did make for a disjointed kind of viewing experience as well because if you wanted to really use those leds you had to be shot from a certain angle yeah not yeah, from true, the true. front of the stage so you know just yep. just personal things really some great elements there was still electric guitars there were still shaky cameras it was it was <laughs> still very thick in its own way and look we did have a winner michael who was it we did let's have a listen to ronella with secret She was one of the big favourites, Dale, and did take out the crown. What are your thoughts? Actually, I, I'm, I'm pleased for this for Albania. I think it was actually the right choice um, from watching the lives. Uh, she was my second choice going into it. I, I had a few issues about the song not kind of being a song in a way and the fact it was a little disjointed. But I think the live performance showed exactly what it was. It was a live performance song. It's a three and a half ver- minute version at this point in time, so it definitely needs tightening. But when it gets down to it, um, I think it'll work. She has a lot of stage presence. She had a lot of dances, though, which can hide some stuff going on. But I actually think this will work better with less dances. She was getting lost at times. So 
I'm uh, happy for it. It's nice to see one of the upbeat banger songs go for Albania finally, even though I think this is probably the one that I like the least. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, I have to say, I think it was a great choice for them. This really does scream inadverted commas Eurovision to a degree. (laughs) You're right. It obviously needs to be edited down. Um, I think if they get the right package for this, this is going to be very, very good. And I, I, we look at Karma last year. That made the grand final with very minimal staging, etc. I think this is a more impactful song. It's a more probably charismatic performer. So I think they're, they're on a good thing here, Albania, if they get that edit correct. Yeah, I think it's it's prime for editing. It is a Eurovision performance. And once you, you tighten that up, it's going to have that banger about it. It's going to have, there's be some English in there. Mm. And it's still going to have that Albanian flair. I'm sure that instrument, we still haven't worked out what it is yet, <laughs> um, will be involved. People will love it. It'll do, it'll do well. It won't do amazing, as some people are saying. Mm, some people but, are like rusted on top 10 no no. but um, it's nice to see the fans happy because they've not been happy with a lot of results coming from Albania that has been a nice change that we got one of the uh, rightful songs kind of one this year (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh, what about the other results out there well Alban with um, Thea came second uh, was my first choice going in first night struggled a bit on the vocals much better on the last night very simple staging concept black and white no shoes on wearing some kind of rags but he did a really emotive strong he was, performance he was dressed by bed bath and table by the look of it wasn't he <laughs> well i was I, I thought it was a great the, i was really glad on the third night he did a great performance so he didn't lose because of a vocal he lost because the other song was better yeah i, I actually think if that had gone it probably would do okay at eurovision as well and to be honest i'm quite of the opinion might be the year of the ballad to stand out actually in mm. Turin because we're going to have a lot of upbeat stuff so I actually thought that would be a good uh, op- option for them as well I think they had the option of two great songs I was legitimately happy with either of those songs going and I always love to see Albania do well they're really punching above their weight they're having a good few years here so making the grand final is a victory but I think they can you know start to get towards that left hand side at some point yeah absolutely and um, my gut feeling with this one is possibly seeing this one on the Saturday night in Turin as well. So um, also third place went to Elders, the young performer, the first time a kind of performer there. Um, we did have six of them start and three of them only made the grand final. That was kind of the semi-finals of it all. Mm-hmm. And he came third, which is a great result for him. Shared it with Rosata, who, who closed caught the my, show. caught my eye as well. I thought she was very good, Rosata. Yeah, what did you think of those two performances? Yeah, really, really good. They definitely uh, treated the younger performers a bit more like sort of Sanremo do, didn't they? Mm. They uh, treated them as a different almost like a different category um look i thought both of them deserve to be on that stage come presentation time um so yeah very happy very happy for both of them. i wasn't surprised to see risada there she did a great performance mm. and also elders great vocalist good presence on stage not the greatest song so come back in a few years with a good song and he 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 might get the ticket one day i think he might be the first male for a while um since um Jugend. so yeah nice stuff and the orchestra award went to Indri and steffi as some people describe the boomers. <laughs> um, but they were great. They had great energy. I love their songs. They were certainly very happy about winning that award, weren't they? Um, yeah, definitely one of the eye catchers for the uh, <laughs> for the show, as well as somebody else. Well, well, you have to talk about Castro. So Castro, if you, if you watch it, you know who we're talking about. He came out in full Joker clown makeup mm. for his performances, and he also did a very iconic duet with one of the legacy um, performances... Um, 
um, older female performer and it was very meme worthy the whole thing was like hey we remember it we'll never forget those performances nightmares i believe i'll be having with that one (laughs) all right well look that is festivali akungus over for another year um and we'll see when we'll get the three minute version for the albanian song i i'd say look just calm down it's not going to happen soon exactly (laughs) mid-march mid-march i would i would guess as well Well, also during the week, Dale, was the announcement of the Maltese national finalists and their song titles. A few uh, familiar names coming up in this one, Dale. A couple of returning Eurovision artists. We have uh, Richard McAuliffe, who was 2014, made the grand final. Coming Home was That's the song? That's the one with him and his sort of family band. He yeah. Sort of had. And didn't, was he the guy that had Song for Dad? He certainly did in Mesk 2018. Song for Dad did very, very well on the night. Yeah, he's got some good songwriting chops there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, and also another person who's coming back to hopefully grace the Eurovision stage would be Jessica Muscat, mm. more commonly known as Jessica from 2018, representing San Marino, of course, with the iconic Jenny B with mm. her there. So we've got a couple of familiar names. Another other couple that we want to talk about here, Nicole Azapardi, the 2010 junior Eurovision entrant for Malta. Good to see her stepping up. Uh, Janice Magnon. Now, mm. I don't know if you remember her. She was from 2017 Mesk with her song Quekba, uh, which was pretty much the closest we've had to a Maltese language song getting back to the contest. She only lost by 452 votes last time. I thought you were going to say points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, that's quite That's actually quite, quite a, a bit, isn't it? No, it was only 452 tally votes she lost out on. And one of your favourites, Dale, I know he is, Aidan Kassar from 2018 Mesk with his song in inverted commas Dialaga he'll be performing a Maltese language song this time it might be all for him this time with a Maltese language song look I didn't love it it's just it's memorable in all the wrong ways (laughs) Dialaga but look I'm excited to have Mesk back we've got some great names in there Mm. Jessica Musket she she tried to make um, it for Malta like so many years in a row I think she went in an every year since something like 2008 so she went for San Marino so hey she might be getting in for Malta this time but some good names in there excited I love this national final back for the first time since 2018 yeah now they've got an interesting process also as well of course I do all 22 acts will compete in the semi-final and then 16 will go through to the grand final oh my god what then we're gonna have 22 in a semi 22 in a semi-final and then we'll shave (laughs) shave off six and then come back and do it all again so we don't have any dates for Mesk at this stage but that will take part sometime in February that's gonna be a long show we will have a lot of ads they're going to pay off that bill from Destiny last year. Exactly. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of ads in this one, one would imagine. Now, just a very quick update on Sheldon Riley. You might remember that we said that he will be performing his song on New Year's Eve and he did, mm-hmm. but there's no footage. So <laughs> did they remove everybody's mobile phones or I something don't know. before they went in? I mean, the like, couldn't auditorium? someone snuck something in or something? <laughs> Seriously, we've got no footage whatsoever. There's nothing out there, and the song is yet to be released. So, um, apologies that we don't have anything. There was a snippet he did share 
on uh, his Instagram that we actually have up on the Aussie Vision website if you want to go. It's literally four seconds, so we're not even going to play it. Pretty much. But <laughs> go and have it, check it out, and you get some more details there if you want to see those couple of seconds from it. But I think we'll just wait till we hear the full song before we start talking about a, it. A lot of people saying dramatic ballad. That's oh, what a lot of very much so. Like it, it's, it's sounding good from the little bits we hear, so looking forward to that one. Well, I guess it's time we should talk about the big news there, Dale, and that was ESC 250 Mm -hmm. on New Year's Eve. Um, Well, another great event. People around the world interacting. It's one of the best times of the year for Eurofans. Oh, I look forward to it every year because it's one time we all get together we don't normally uh, disagree and argue on Twitter <laughs> too much. Um, it's just a, it's a fantastic um, event that has been put on by songfestival.be and ESC Radio. Uh, love it. Fantastic songs. And we had another winner, didn't we, Michael? We certainly did. And this is the winner of ESC 250. What a shock, Dale. Shocked. Totally shocked. 10th <laughs> year in a row. It was Lorraine with Euphoria. Yes. Can't say we're too surprised about that one. Yeah, true. She won by about 3,000 points. <laughs> but I must say, Monoskin, who finished second, was only about 30 or 40, 12 points away. They were almost the same amount of 12 points, like 660 to 620 mm-hmm. or something like that. So, I mean, if it was by first past the post it would have been a very close event but it wasn't really in the end but uh still really really good and hey the australians did pretty well we had damien and kate miller heike make the list didn't we we certainly did both of those in the top 100 no not quite (laughs) number 39 for dami which is staying on strong which is great i think that she's always been within the top 40 uh kate miller heike down to 106 but she's gone from about 50 to 86 to 106 so staying pretty steady because you get all the new songs that come in every year unfortunately montaigne only just missed out at 290 something with technicolor we had jess guy and don't break me in the 300 so Aussies, you've got to start voting a little bit more next year to get them up into that 250, but a great event nonetheless. Absolutely. A lot of talk about some of the more, um, what is, unexpected results, Unusual. Shall we say? Hmm. I mean, it happens every year, though, though, Dale, doesn't it? Yeah, we always get these, like, there's always little mini campaigns to get these random songs up, like Sufi last year from Eurovision again, and, you know, we've had these other random ones in the past. There just seem to be quite a lot of them this year, which, I mean, you know, fair enough. Mm. Um, I mean, when it's a song that you, like, don't like, you're like, I can't believe this, but when it's someone's done a campaign for a song that you love, <laughs> like, a few years ago, Lydia Isaac with Falling Stars made it, yes. our 2016 semi-final non-qualifier, Hero of Ours. She made it. We were like, Yes! That was a troll vote, but I celebrated. Yeah, that's my rule of thumb. If I don't like it, it's a troll vote, basically. <laughs> Apart from that, yay, well done. But Kruna, the Serbian song from 2019, has got people talking because it did get 350 lots of 12 points and very minimal other ones and came 11th <laughs> of all time. Oh, wow. So, look, let's just say the, the fans in Serbia obviously got together 
and made that happen. And you know what? If they're very organised, well done them. Yeah, I guess there's going to be a fine line between sort of organised campaigning and organised trolling, is there? You know? Oh, look, who cares? At the end of the day, it's a top 250 countdown by fans. It's a lot of fun. Exactly. 220 or 30 songs were all legit. Well done to everyone who organised it. And we'll all be back next year (laughs) and, you know, gnashing our teeth or rejoicing in the results. Yeah, absolutely. A great time of year to get everyone together. All right, Mike, let's look at the week ahead. Not too much, but we start to get international final crazy season. Um, Pabandam is Najal for Lithuania. The first heat starts next weekend. Mm. Looking forward to, to that one? Yes, might as well get it off and running. Um, and yeah, like... I'm looking forward to it. We Hopefully we've got a 2020 version rather than the 2021 version of Pabanda Misnial. I very much agree on that one. Also, Montenegro, they are going to be announcing their artists this week. It's an internal selection. They're doing some teasers on um, social media at the moment, so we're going to get that in the coming days. Looking forward to that. It's great to have them back. Yeah, well, we'll get a, an artist at least. We won't have a song, but, uh, you know, good to see who's out there and we can check out some of their back catalogue. And look, that's just what the only news that we know that's coming this week. But in January, get ready, everyone, because we're going to have Norway's Melody Grand Prix kicking off. We're going to have Benny Dorm Fest from Spain. We're going to have that Irish national final thing <laughs> that we don't know anything about yet. And of course, we're also going to get the Polish artist announcement as well. So there's a lot of other things probably going to happen other than that in January, but those are the key things. It is truly national final season. We're not going to have a, um, a sleep in until at least March 26th, I believe. Maybe the morning after Australia decides as well. Yeah, pretty much. The next three months uh, will be chock full of news and songs and artist announcements. Yeah, excited. We're, I feel like we're really getting into the, um, the the depths of the season here. So looking forward to it all kicking off. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. First show of the year. It's the calm before the storm. Bring on 2022. Yeah. Happy New Year, guys. See you later. 